So I'm going to read The Flower Arranger, Chapter 1, and I have to apologise now for some of the um, pronunciation of the Japanese words. They're quite difficult to read. Anyway, Chapter 1. She looked at the reflection of her face in the Ginza Line train's window, crushed up against the salarymen, rushing home. Her mid-1980s Johnny Marr-esque hairstyle and her dark suit made her look almost indistinguishable from the Japanese young men she was sardined in with. Blending in wasn't deliberate, although the attempt to mimic her guitar hero was. Still, her naturally olive skin, elfin looks and the haircut had its advantages. Most Japanese edged away from Westerners on the metro trains or, ostensibly, donned their face masks if they weren't already wearing them. Her Japanese friends claimed it wasn't racism, just embarrassment at the thought they might have to exercise their limited English. But it didn't happen to Blaine and if any of those Japanese dared to talk to her, they got a reply in a perfect accent with perfect grammar, reinforcing her Nippon-esque qualities. The stations ticked down to Ueno, where, where she had to change. She read the kanji with the ease of a native, and when the display flicked to Roman lettering, she already knew where she was. But each, each passing station seemed to add to the crush. The Hibaya line would be quieter, just three stops, then another day was over and she could relax. The master bowed. Blaine bowed back and smiled. The usual Holly San. Blaine gave a slight nod, her grin widening. Just getting to the cafe was like reaching a haven, and as she sat at her favourite co corner table and breathed in the meaty fumes of bowls of food being readied by the master and his girlfriend behind the counter, she could feel herself finally relax. She loosened her dark tie. Another shit day over at last, and it was Friday, another shit week gone too. There were plenty of women like herself back in England who would do anything to have her job. One of the only Western journalists working for a Japanese newspaper in Tokyo. Spending her time interviewing sugar-sweet teenage pop stars with their starey, over-made-up eyes and jaw-defying smiles. But Blaine wanted something harder, more substantial. The master gently placed the bowl of chicken katsu in front of her. This would take away all your troubles, Holly-san. Blaine felt her saliva glands pumping. The best in all of Tokyo. Ha! You can't say that. There are too many restaurants to try. Tokyo is big. The master wiped his hands on his apron and then spread his arms wide. Bigger than big. The city that never ends. And then he drew close to her left ear. Any success yet? He knew that Blaine was constantly nagging her news editor on the Tokei Shimbun to give her a chance on the crime beat, usually the preserve of older male reporters. She shrugged and shook her head. Don't leave too quickly tonight, the master continued to whisper. There's someone who comes here most Friday nights who it will be useful for you to meet. Three people gathering together can create wisdom, and the man I want you to meet is a wise man, the master winked. Blaine's interest was piqued, but she was too hungry to think too much about it. She dived into the katsu bowl with the relish of someone who hadn't eaten for days. The food had a homely feel, and as the warmth spread through her body, Blaine smiled wryly to herself about her latest assignment. If she'd been doing the job for a newspaper back in England, then it might have been more to her liking. An expose of the Japanese J-pop idol culture and the way the four girls, the new members of Hello Happy Princess, the latest girl group to be emblazoned in giant neon size in the Shinjuku and Shibua had twirled their slightly too short schoolgirl school dresses. The way the eyes of the middle-aged otaku, 
their nerdy fans or followers followed each twirl, hoping no doubt for a furtive glimpse of underwear. But her Leatherface News editor had been quite clear that he didn't want any scandal. Groups like Hello Happy Princess were big news amongst the Tokei Shimbun's readership because of their embodiment of schoolgirl innocence. Their kawaii cute faces and perhaps even their two short skirts would feature prominently in a colour photograph that would be the main attraction rather than Blaine's words. Yamamoto-san wanted a cute story to go with the cute photograph of the latest recruits to Happy Hello Princess after the previous members graduated, the euphemistic term for the churn as the teenagers hit their twenties and became too old, replaced, this, replaced with these new models. So Blaine could write nothing tainted, nothing questioning. Blaine had watched the procession of fans stream past the four girls. Each was allowed just a few seconds with their idols, before heavy-set minders moved them on. If one of the otaku took liberties, uh, liberties, asked for a kiss or held onto a hand for too long, they would be bundled out. There was one point where she really thought she might have a harder story. The minders seemed to be trying to move in on one of the otaku who was getting over-friendly. He was thrusting a dirty clown doll towards the main singer as they lined up for the meet and greet. Blaine watched the girl recoil, momentarily lose her sugar-sweet, wide-eyed smile, and at almost the same moment, one of the heavies moved in to pull the man back. The man retreated, holding his hands up, one clutching his doll mascot, but in the melee, his sunglasses had been knocked to the floor. Blaine had watched his narrow, ferret face contort in anger and thought for a moment he might resist the bouncers and that she might get a better story than Yamamoto-san wanted but instead the man simply picked up the now-broken sunglasses and exited the gathering. Blaine left too, wondering briefly if she should, she should follow him all the way to Shinjuku Station, where he seemed to be heading. But then he turned down a side street in the red-light area, and she gave up on her half-hearted chase, knowing her priority was Yamamoto-san's story for the morning edition. Her bowl of katsu was finished, and Blaine refreshed her palate with a cup of matcha green tea. When the cafe door swung open and a late thirty-something man entered, Blaine somehow knew this was who the master wanted her to meet. As the man took off his raincoat and sat down, the master sidled up to him. They began a low-voiced conversation with both occasionally looking at Blaine and smiling. The reporter felt she was being appraised. Then the master raised his eyes and beckoned her over. This is Holly-san, the reporter I was telling you about, Tanaka-san. Holly, I'd like you to meet Inspector Tetsu Tanaka, head of the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, I think you may find sharing information between the two of you mutually beneficial. End of chapter one, and it's certainly looking interesting. Chapter two to follow.